Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday. Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. March the 19th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we have the strongest dead analyst alive, Colleen Fosh, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, before you jump in real quick, some housekeeping things. One, again, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live for you guys. We just kicked off the 40 Days of Fitness like two weeks ago. If you guys want to jump in there, um, you can join the app for free uh, for a week. See if you like it. And if you dig it, you guys can stay with us for just a couple of pennies a day. Uh, again, jeremyscottfitness.app is the site. All my weekly workouts are in there, the full programs. We go deep on the mobility front. There's a ton of... Uh, extras in there in terms of nutrition, your macros, and all the things you guys need to be healthy, move better, feel better, obviously for life. So if you want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app, try a week for free, see if it's for you. If not, I'm happy to suggest you guys another route to go with your training. And you guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you struggle to eat enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, almost all of us do, this would be the thing I would throw into my life, and that is why I do. The travel packs go with me everywhere. In my opinion, it's the best tasting greens on the planet. Is it a milkshake? No, but it is pretty legit for what it is. Grab a pack, rip it, throw it in some water, shake it, and you guys are good to go. And at least you cover the gaps in your nutrition. You still have to eat real food, obviously, but if you guys do struggle with that, this is a nice way to kind of add uh, all the micronutrients you need for the day into your life. So, Right now, we'll give you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott can get you guys that deal right now. Or if you've heard me talk about this for 527 episodes, or maybe this is the first time you've heard me ramble about it, hit me up. We will send some packs right to your front door. You can try them for free, see if you like it, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So don't feel weird. Um, literally, just reach out and ask. We're happy to help you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's my Matt Conkoff. And uh, we'll get you some samples to try. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Link is in the show notes with all the other sponsors for you guys. And there we are. So, Colleen, welcome back, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that title you gave me. I feel like I need that in like a plaque form. <laughs> um, I feel, well, I'm going to click here. So, I'm trying to film today by myself. And we have two cameras set up. I had three. Um, I fucked, yeah, this is very nice. I fucked up the third one. I can't get it to work. But um, if you'll see this too, because I'll take some of these clips. Um, they'll be. On, I'll put them in Instagram and I'll share them wherever else. Cool. But I think right now in your title, it has your name on it, and it says "Strongest Female Data Analyst Alive." Right now, right. About oh here yeah. On the screen. Nice. Yeah. Very yeah. Nice. It works out. Too. <laughs> Love it. Um, so last time you were here, we were just talking um, shit a little bit, because now you have a real, a real job. Yes. And how is it going? It is awesome. I I love it. Yeah, so I must have... Let's see, when did I... So I started working at my current company. Now, just celebrated my one-year anniversary there. So that was very exciting. That's like your first real, um, jo real job. Yeah, outside of like the fitness space, was a strength coach for a long time. But this is definitely, definitely took a big pivot about like a year and a half ago. And like... Because you were, when you were here last time, it was, hey, I'm going to, well, you had torn your ACL. Yeah. Um, and you were going to be probably on the Olympic bobsled team. Was going to try, yeah. 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 And how is it now, like post, like you've been, what is a year plus removed probably? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how is it? It's really good. 
honestly, some days my knee that I did not tear tends to bug me a little bit more than the one that I did. No shit. Um, but honestly, that kind of makes sense because throughout like my CrossFit career, it was always my left knee if I did have any like nagging knee stuff. Um, but sometimes that's how it works out, right? Because like the other one's trying to compensate for the other one. And so, but but no, it's been feeling super good back to everything that I want to be doing. I would say... Uh, the last kind of little piece to the puzzle would be feeling really confident, like bouncing out of the bottom of squats and stuff. So uh, like I would love to squat clean and not be thinking about it per se, because I still feel like I kind of am a little hesitant coming out of the bottom. But other than that, like doing everything back to normal running, jump. I mean, a little bit of running. I don't do lots of running. Yeah. But, um, no. <laughs> but, not, not but yeah. Strong suit, no. yeah, doing the stuff I love. So. Yeah, no complaints. So, like, post-injury, like obviously, you know, you look at it, and, and I, we talked about this earlier, like, it's an accumulation of stuff, like, where we can probably do a lot of similar things, like all of us used to do, yet it's probably not what we're supposed to do anymore. <laughs> and, like, so when you go in, because I still watch some of your stuff, like, you're on there doing barbell deadlifts of 300 pounds, like, for reps. Yeah. Like, I don't know the percentage of, like, 30 plus year old data analysts who do that but it's got to be pretty fucking low right Mm -hmm. yeah and so like why what is it like when you go train now like how do you look at it any differently like hey i'm not competing with anybody yeah for anything at all right yet you're still kind of putting yourself under load and like some of these things are stressful for sure definitely yeah so there's for sure movements so i would say my training now very, very different as far as uh, time duration, quantity, overall volume and stuff. Um, one, just because I don't need to be doing that much. And also, too, I can't be at the gym for like four to six hours a day anymore, nor would I want to be. You have a real job. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so hour, like hour and a half, uh, five times a week is what I'm doing now. And there's definitely elements of my training that are CrossFit like, but there are many movements that I am officially retired from doing just because I don't need to be doing them in order to be preparing for some sort of competition. Um, I mean, there's definitely movements that I also know that I still do that I don't necessarily need to be doing. Like I don't have to handstand walk or do bar muscle ups or like you said, lift, you know, 300 plus pounds for reps but I can and I like doing it. Yeah. So, and as long as I don't feel like I'm going to tweak anything or that, and that's something that I've definitely been really proud of myself is on those days where like maybe I didn't sleep very well or, you know, I have extra stress in my day or whatever it is, like being able to dial it back and be like, hey, like I'm going to do like 80% of what I was thinking I was going to do today. And that's a win in my book. I'm like, I still went through, I'm still you know, getting it in that day. And it's okay to like hold back a little bit, uh, which is tough for me because I like for so long. And I think that's kind of with not just training, but like training, nutrition, just like my routine in general, um, kind of having to like rewire a lot of things because for so long I, you know, everything was centered around competing. Like every, almost every decision I was making throughout the day was about that and now it's not um which feels super weird but it's also really cool and fun so I feel like I'm getting to experience like other parts of life and stuff now that I'm not in that like in so that space how different is it like for people who listen like you like when you're like peak 
CrossFit, like, what are you, the 20th, like, fittest person on the planet or something like that? Close, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> somewhere, like that. somewhere in there. <laughs> so, how is it, like, that, like, a normal, break it down for people who listen, like, what is a normal, like, you used to train multiple times a day. Yeah. And, like, now what is it like when you have a real corporate America job? Yeah. So, training for the games, um, like, right before the games, I'd be doing sometimes three sessions a day, but kind of in the general part of the season, five days a week of training, two sessions a day. Um, my rest days were active recovery days. So, um, like, you know, gateway trailhead around here, like four mile loop or whatever. Yeah. Like that would be my, I'd wear a vest and go like walk that at a brisk pace. And that was my active recovery day. Now I do that like once a month. I'm like, I was crazy, but, (laughs) but, but that's what you have to do. So, um, yeah, so that was a lot. And that was, that was my full-time job at the time. And now I work out five times a week still, but I train for an hour, hour and a half a day. Um, and then I have two rest days one day. Well, each of those rest days, I uh, just make sure that I'm getting on like uh, some sort of walk, maybe a bike ride, just move and not just sitting on the couch because I do plenty of sitting right now. So I don't need to do more of that. I know. So. That's, that's probably the biggest difference is you sit for Yes. I, I have a much greater respect for, cause I was a CrossFit coach for a few years and you know, a lot of the people that would come into the gym be like, Oh, like my neck hurts and my back hurts and my hips are tight. And I'm like, and now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> like This is, yeah, it's brutal. But you're still training an hour, hour and a half a day mm-hmm. just cause you love it. Yeah. Well, and I think, and that's the thing too, like you kind of have to, in that transition, figure out like, okay, why do I do this? You know, cause it's not for like, no one's forcing me to show up. I don't have some, you know, competition that I have to be ready for. And if I'm not, you know, I'm just going to embarrass myself, but I go in because it allows me to show up my best for every other part of my life. Like if I don't train, or if I don't do some sort of fitness, like I am not going to be good at my job. I'm not going to be a fun person to be around. So it's, yeah, just figuring out like that deeper why versus like, I don't know, some sort of like I'm trying to like lose X amount of pounds or like whatever it is, but some deeper version of that um, has been really helpful um, and just allows for a more sustainable path. Cause that's like, Cause people will ask like, Oh, what are you training for now? And I'm like, life, yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to do this for years and years. And like, obviously that will evolve and I won't be doing bar muscle ups and like whatnot for, you know, when I'm like 80 years old or I don't know, maybe I will, but I don't it's think some, so. Well, I, I joke about that too. Like where, like when is, do some of the things go away? And I don't, yeah. I don't think we even know, like some days it's just, you might do it in the gym and then not even knowing it might be the last time like you ever yeah. do it just because it doesn't serve you. And I, like for me, I'm like, when is the, the last time I'll dunk a basketball? Mm. Like, cause it's gotta be at some point it's going to happen. Yeah. And when I feel good, like I'm 39 and it's still like, it's relatively easy when I feel good. Yeah. But when I don't feel good, there's <laughs> right. zero fucking chance I'm leaving the earth. Yeah. And so I'm like, when is just, and again, do I need to do that? absolutely there's nobody gives a shit yeah you're the fittest old guy who can like dunk like no yeah. one fucking cares but to me it's like it's a thing oh yeah and so i i do wonder that like when do some of these things go away and how long can we hold on to them for and like do we need to yeah and like especially for your stuff with you know obviously you tore the acl you go through all of the rehab like 
is there anything you learn like during that process of like, you know what, I'm just thankful I can do like just normal shit. Or yeah. do I, and do I really need to get back to, cause like, again, even for me, like I've not had a, that's a catastrophic injury to me. Mm-hmm. Like where Achilles is probably the worst. Yeah. Quad tendons got to be right there. ACLs probably, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and there's, there's serious shit, but like in terms of just performance stuff, that's probably one of the big three where then I would think like every time I'm moving now, I'm like, well, is it, is it going to oh, be okay? for sure. Yeah. And, and especially cause you, you mentioned like, oh, well my other leg feels like weird now. Yeah. Like how does that, does it mentally play into it at all? Yeah. I think like, well, at least with my other knee, it doesn't feel like I just have to be smart. Like with every, if I feel like, oh, my shoulder feels a little weird today. Like you just have to be smart about taking precautions and maybe adjusting and modifying things. But I do think, I mean, like with every injury, I would argue that the mental part of recovering is so much harder than the physical. Um, And that was my first like acute injury. Whereas everything else, like when I, um, I had a rotator cuff tear from swimming and that was just repetitive use. So it's not like I, all of a sudden just my shoulder was like feeling like it was hanging off of itself. But with this, it was so weird because when I got to a point where I could start pushing myself again, there's almost something in the back of your head, like, is something just going to go like out of nowhere? (laughs) And like, and it takes a bit to kind of let yourself be free of that, but it does take a while. But like, to your point, going through any injury, um, just really makes you, appreciate every day you have in the gym. So I think now, like we were talking about earlier, um, I think, you know, like some of the days it's like, okay, I'm not feeling my best. I need to dial it back so I can work out the rest of the week, you know, cause I'd rather go in and get kind of a, like, it's okay. I didn't lit, I didn't PR anything, whatever, but Hey, I got to go in, you know, versus doing too much. Well, Ian, like the game is like longevity. Right. Like we're exactly. trying to be in this for as long as possible where it's like yeah. back in the day, well, I'm sore and this is tight, but fuck it. I'm going to lift it anyway. To. Yeah. And now I'm like, do I Right. like, yeah. do I have to any, no, I guess that's the progression too, where for people who are listening, who are getting older, which is everybody, there's so much dumb shit I did. I'm, I mean, you did CrossFit, so there's, <laughs> there's that, you know, I'm, I don't mean it that way, no, but no, no, I there, got you. there is things that are. They're super reckless, like when it comes to training, whether it's speed or load or volume or who knows, or doing it like when like fatigue is a factor. But I used to look at it where if I wouldn't do certain movements or I wouldn't train, you know, hard enough, it was like a shit workout. Mm-hmm. And it took yeah. a long time to get to the point of where like I might come in here and I might be like tight as fuck. And maybe I had a, a ton of work stuff to do. Maybe the sleep wasn't ideal. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to do mobility and like push a sled, do farmer's walks and just mm-hmm. move around. And for a long time, if I had to do that, I'd be like, that was like a waste of a day. And now I'm like, bro, that's an awesome day. But it's tough. Yeah. To, it's tough to mentally get there and be like, well, I don't feel crushed. And it's like, well, you can't come back like that anymore, dude. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting. I think for so long, I thought in order to look good and feel good, I had to be just thrashed from my workouts in order to do that. And then you realize like you actually don't. Like a lot of the workouts I was doing when I was training for CrossFit, like I had to push to that point because I had to be ready to push to that point in a competition. But in order to like feel good, look good, move well, like I don't have to push to that point 
really at all. I mean, sometimes I like to. I like to race people and like see what I can do, but I don't have to do that all the time, which is nice. No, because like your body just is not going to, at some point it just doesn't come back yeah. the same. Right. And we obviously, our app stuff runs all the time and I'll see people and no disrespect to them. Uh, I, I can't see the intensity levels, so I don't mm-hmm. really know. Um, but someone's like, oh, I missed today, so I did two day, two workouts today. And I'm like, oh, yeah. how? Like, like how that. the fuck? Yeah. First of all, how can you do it? And again, if you bullshit it, I guess I could yeah, do yeah. anything. Now, if it's, you know, me and we're getting paid money and I have to do, it's like, it is when you do the streaming stuff, like for like a men's health or something, like it is real fitness, but I can hide when the camera's mm-hmm. not on me. And I know yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if the camera is on someone else, like I can just not be here but doing that for even a, a couple of days fucking destroys me yeah like i can't double up and do like two workouts in a single day and i would tell anybody else that's probably not in your best interest to do that because mm-hmm. like you're not it's not the same when you were 14 right 15 you go swim for 10 hours eat you know peanut butter jelly sandwiches you're fine mm-hmm. i could eat fucking burger king go play in a basketball game yeah. you know four times in a day and wake up the next day i'm like oh i'm cool right now if i do that i'm like i can't walk for a week yeah it does change yeah so when you, I guess you're still doing it. Is there a goal now? Like when you train for anything, like mm-hmm. I'm sure, do you have any, because again, at some point, and I say this all the time, strength is a relative term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Hey, I'm going to deadlift this or I'm going to overhead press that if you need to or not. It's a debatable question, mm-hmm. but do you have those types of goals? Cause at some point you just can't get stronger. <laughs> like you just, it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. I have no goals strength-wise. Like, I, if I don't, you know, hit a lifetime PR again, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Which is weird because there was a time where I was like, no, I have to. Like, I want to be able to, you know, squat clean X amount of weight. And feeling like I'll be, which sounds kind of dramatic, but, like, lesser than if I don't hit that. Or, like, what's the point of doing all of this if there isn't that weight, certain weight that I'm trying to get to? Um, but like you said, I'm, it's for longevity. Like I want to feel good for a long time and I just really enjoy having the opportunity to show up to the gym every day and getting to lift weight. And like you said, it's like, I've definitely had to let go of what is heavy for me. Like even when I started to get back to relatively heavy squats again, I wasn't letting just for people listening for you. What is that? Uh, so my best back squat ever was 315. Best front squat ever was 300. I'm not close to that right now, but that's okay. But it's so, ha- dude, I'm like, I'm sitting here today. I'm like, my back is still tight a month yeah. later from doing nothing. Um, I don't know if I ever like back squat again, any kind of load. Like yeah. I really don't like, I'm not saying I'll never do it, but what's for what? Yeah. Like, why do I care? Like, what can't I do with 80 other things, whether it be unilaterally or bilaterally with dumbbells or a trap bar or something else? Mm -hmm. Like, do I need to do that? And you say those numbers, like, for most people, those are like PRs. Like, it's fucking... And for females, it's got to be way, way... There's no... Most dudes can't do 300 legit pounds squatting. Like, they can kind of... It's bullshitting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not... You wouldn't put it on Instagram. (laughs) You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it looks like yeah, trash. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so now, like, if that's like the the peak, what yeah. is where do you what ranges do you live in now? Uh, so a lot of the squatting I do now is at a tempo, 
which regulates how much weight I'm putting on the bar, For which sure. is nice. Um, but I don't know. I would say like right now I'm doing like 200 ish pounds for like six to eight reps, but it's not, uh, that's not like I'm not maxing out or anything. Um, but yeah, I would say, so there isn't necessarily like, I'm not working towards a competition. I'm not working towards a certain weight, but I do have, um, my own training program now, which has definitely been really fun to be able to kind of switch hats between going back to more of a coaching role. Cause I've been in the athlete one for so long. And I also think that I don't know. It's fun to get to test out workouts, stuff like that. So that's definitely a big, a big why for me as well, which is really cool. And what is it like an app? Yeah. So it's called crafted perform. So it's with crafted, which is the remote coaching branch of OPEX. And it's really cool. Cause they're the ones that I was training with when I was training full time for the CrossFit games, like reason why I moved out to Arizona. So I feel like I'm like coming, it's coming full, full circle, circle. Yeah. which is really, really cool. Um, and I love the program so much cause it's very, very similar. And I take a lot of what I do in my own training and put it in there. Um, and so it just resonates so much with what I've really needed in my life, especially transitioning through from being an athlete to now just working out for again, longevity and to enjoy it and stuff like that. And so it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of variety, but everything has a purpose and there's a rhyme or reason. It's not like, you know, just randomness but um like workouts of the day yeah <laughs> so it is like and it's and I always like I love CrossFit style workouts and a lot of movements so there is elements of that but done um in a different way and uh yeah it's been really fun to get to do it along with the members um and again like I said get to test it out and stuff like that and um and again it's it's really cool to lean into that coaching role more and again um so yeah but that still keeps you in it though too yeah where if you were just whatever a data analyst does i have no idea <laughs> um i don't know if it would be the same you know if, if you had no if you were just like both feet are out you know what i'm saying like if you're hey i played you know professional basketball and now i you know if you're in broadcasting i guess you're kind of still like in the game kind of but not really yeah and if you're like well no now i just do real estate like you're not in it anymore. Yeah. So maybe that also keeps it like, well, I'm going to still train. I'm going to still put these things together because there's discovery there when you go in. I'm going to program. I'm going to create mm -hmm. this stuff, which is probably easier than just doing it like yeah. cold turkey. I think it helps a lot. And also it's fun to still, I mean, fitness and it's such a massive part of my life and it always will be. So it's fun to be able to still feel that connection with that community. So, yeah. And I was going to ask too, what is, does CrossFit still exist? Yeah, yes. It's still <laughs> it does, a thing? Yes. How is it going these days? I don't know. I don't see anything. So it, it's good. It seems like, you know, 20, so the year that I went to the games individually in 2019, there was a lot of, a lot of changes, a lot of stuff going on. I feel like it's definitely come back to, I feel like what people kind of wanted it to be. It's from, as far as the sport side of it goes, um, I actually... So the CrossFit Open happened a few weeks ago, and um, I hadn't done a CrossFit Open workout since since 2019. And um, I had told myself, I was like, well, if there are workouts with movements, you know, that I can do and want to do, I want to, you know, drop into a CrossFit gym and like do it with the community because that's something I really miss when I was competing. I couldn't really do the whole Friday Night Lights thing because, you know, you had to make sure that 
your camera was all set up and no one could be in front of it and you'd have the clock in a certain place and all this. So it was just like kind of a very stressful environment. And so it was so, so fun to get to drop into a gym and just do it with a class. And I don't know, I had so much fun. Well, communities, it's why we still keep this here. Yeah. Because without that, I'm just, I mean, I love training by myself and most of the time I do, but I don't want to do all the shit solo. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to ride, like, the assault bike. Like, hey, man, we're going to try to get – some of the days we do, like, I don't know. Like, we'll pick – we do, like, a random here. Well, it's like a lottery where you might get a 5K ski, a 5K row, or you get 300 assault bike cows or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't want to do that by myself. No. Just sit here on an assault bike and just murder at home. And, like – and the pacing wouldn't be the same either. No. Because yeah. if I see other people next to me, and you can kind of, you don't know, but you can kind of hear, mm-hmm. like, okay, he's moving or she's moving. I'm like, let me yeah. move my ass. So I get that part of it. When you, you did mention this, what, is there any movements that you don't do anymore or you'll never do? And like, what is the reasoning? Yeah. So biggest ones are kipping ring muscle-ups. I'll do still... I'll still do strict ring muscle-ups because I think those are fun. Um, and no more, like, butterfly, chest-to-bar, butterfly pull-ups. Um, those, I, things, those things are all fake anyway. Yeah. <laughs> those aren't real. Those aren't real movements. They just don't feel good on my shoulders. And so I – and because I don't – I don't – I'm not being asked to do them, so I don't <coughs> need to do them. Uh, pistols are another thing that I can do, and I actually did – a fair amount of those in my rehab coming back from my ACL injury. But, you know, it was like five to seven at a time, not like 150 of them or something. So I just don't want to do those in volume. I, I can, and I've actually done them in a workout. I think I did maybe 50 of them or something. Um, I just lot, wouldn't. Dude. Yeah, I just don't need to. So I just don't really. On a leg that had an ACL yeah. repaired? I mean, it just seems like, why? Yeah, I just don't. I mean, there's so many regressions that you could do in its place. Yeah, yeah. I think I did. I don't see much, but I did I think I did see Rich say, like, he would do, like, a CrossFit thing mm-hmm. if there was no pistol squats. Because <laughs> I, I just yeah. don't think his legs, his knees can take it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I told, it's funny, I told my brother, um, he does CrossFit, and I told him the only time I would come out of retirement is I want to do a CrossFit comp, like a partner one with him. Oh, yeah. But I was like, ring muscle-ups, <clears throat> chest rope pull-ups, it's all you. You're doing them all because <laughs> I'm, I'm retired oh, from those. Because, like, when you do, the strict stuff I get, but especially, because wasn't it a year where they did like the ring muscle ups and people were like having like pec tears like fucking crazy. Oh, that was yeah, so that regionals there was a lot of um I think it was it was dips. It was ring dips, I think. Is that that what people, it was? And there were ring muscle ups in the competition too. I think there was a lot of just a lot of stuff that was targeting uh people's pecs. Yeah, cuz like when you again, I'm not again, if you love it, do it. And yeah. but it's more like to me it's like that's a gymnastics move. It really what it is. Like, I don't know how to, I can't do that shit. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, like, I remember I mean, we were in Palm Springs and like, we were doing muscle ups there and I'm like watching you and I'm like, oh, I kept my legs and you're like, nah, bro, you don't kip them at all. <laughs> but I feel like I, because I'm yeah. used to like a pull up. Right. Like right. I'm from the Dan John, you grab the fucking bar and you yeah. pull yourself up and you lower yourself all the way down. He's like, yeah, anything else is whatever you want to call it. And yeah. I'm being overly critical, but that is 
Those I I don't mind like when it the bar is stiff and you can control it sure but the mm-hmm. rings dude is a different game. It's tough. I think bar. I mean for me I'm very biased but I love bar muscle ups. I think they're so fun. I do not like ring muscle ups. No. Dude. And I mean I spent a lot of time got trying to get really proficient at them and and I did relative to me which was great but I just don't have any desire to do them anymore. So. Those are the. Is there any like lifts that you don't do anymore oh. or you're like well. I can do these lifts, or maybe I do them, but I really scale it down. Yeah. I would say Olympic lifting right now for me is more like I do a lot of complex stuff and do like EMOMs or every 90 seconds and then just building and weight, which is also nice. And this is um, kind of how I've programmed it in um, Crafted Perform is that it allows you to, based on how you feel, you can go up if you feel like it, but like if not, you're still getting really good work, especially like dialing in good movement patterns, keeping it snappy, all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, occasionally, like I'll work up to like a tough, you know, power clean or something, but I'm not maxing out necessarily anymore. Like in the, when I, uh, hopped into one of the other open workouts. It was a one rep max thruster, which man, I spent pretty much my entire CrossFit career praying that a one rep max thruster would come up. Like but it was, a barbell. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. It was a lot of fun, but I hit 210, which was really cool. I very much surprised myself. It's heavy, so, dude. Yeah. It felt good. Dude. Even doing those like with just plates with like 135, it's like, yeah. you gotta, I mean, you can rep it out, but I'm like, it's not, that's not fun. <laughs> I really like thrusters. You know so. what I mean? Like the, the, the fucking works. Like there's not, I mean, I hate a lot of things, but that's, it's gotta be one of them for sure. Thrusters, split squats. Definitely. Oh, split squats are brutal. I mean, I, it's a love hate. I mean, like, I, did I love them, those, but they suck. Well, one year I did them every day. Really? Every day for a whole year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I left a men's health series. We we're filming with BJ and it just fucking buried me. Uh-huh. Like I called Heather the very first day. And I'm like, I think I'm going to quit. I'm like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> and I, to the point where like, <clears throat> God, I can't stop doing Metcons before these. Um, I like literally asked BJ, I'm like, did you really do this? Like, I'm like, did you really do this program? Because I, like, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Because I remember the first day, I, I don't even know what the workout was. I've never watched it back. But I just remember doing split squats. And my back leg was on fire, just like. And that's not even the leg that's working. Yeah. And then I got to go back to it. And I'm looking, and there's like eight people and all these cameras. And I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm like, but you can't quit now. So, right. Yeah, that was um, split oh. squats I hate, thrusters I hate, burpees for sure. Those are probably the big three. Th- like the of the things that like suck, suck. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, the more, now that I'm like older now, the, the little things we do, like uh, any glute meat stuff. Mm. like damn dude like you can yeah. be strong as fuck like you can be you me whoever and your glute meats can be weak as shit mm-hmm. comparative to what you do because if you look at like let's say split squats like how much really activates in a heavy ass split squat maybe 40 percent of the glute meat at most 50 if you're lucky but i don't even think it's that high where i'll do like lying you know hip raises yeah like brett Contreras style and dude my ass is on fire <laughs> like yeah. 15 body weight reps i'm like these yeah. are fucking rough bro yeah. But it's things like that where I'll do those things where before, never. Yeah. I'd be like, why do I got to do that? Right. And then you realize you're not that strong in these things. You're strong in these things. Right. I looked at your stuff. Was it? A, did you do a hang clean, like press jerk or some shit the other day? 
like you had something on there that was like 200 pounds. It looked like it. What was oh, it? Oh, yeah. It I think that's the heaviest I've cleaned and jerked. Well, I guess if you count the thruster as a cleaned overhead, that would have been the heaviest. But, uh, yeah, you had two nine two. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's like 2019 to 2023, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was the thruster I did. Cause I, so when I was training for the games, I thrustered 235. Bro. And then, um, honestly, that day I showed up, I would have been totally pumped and happy to thruster like 175, 185. And so 210 was a, was a really big surprise. So that was cool. That's like on an ACL, that's somebody's dead body. <laughs> right? That's crazy, dude. That is heavy, man. You're still doing that shit. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, as you, like, obviously don't compete anymore, and now you're, like, in this corporate world, and obviously as we get older, is there anything, like, you notice your body changes or things that where it's like, well, I probably can't do that anymore? Like, because that's the thing, like, mm-hmm. for, like, if it's sports, right? Like, if you go swim, I'm sure you're trash compared to, like, prime you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Like, when I yeah. go, people ask, like, hey, man, do you ever go play basketball anymore? I'm like, nah, dude. I'm like, because... I'm garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not in, – in, and I'm willing to admit, like, when we would get together, like, all of our friends, there's, you know, 35 of us, we're shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we're playing, and I'm like, I know this is <laughs> this is bad now. And because yeah. you can – you'll take the same shots, you can get to the same spots, but the percentages of what you make and what you do, it goes down drastically. Mm-hmm. And you don't – I know it doesn't look the same. And, like, in fitness is that, too, where it's like there are certain things I just can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think – I could ever get back to, and again, do you, again, to the point, like, do you need to? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain times and things I can't do. Like, do you feel that? Like, well, hey, I used to be able to do this, and now there's no way in hell I ever will again? Mm. I would say maybe certain workouts that are super high volume. And I mean, I could do those things, but I just know. It'd bury you. Yeah. I'm just like, I. Well, that's the thing too. I remember talking to my coach, Sam, and he's the one who trained me while I was training for the games. And I remember talking to him about his workouts at the time. And he's like, yeah, I can't, you know, throttle at home because I got to work and like coach you throughout the day. And that I just couldn't really conceptualize that. And now I understand like when I work out in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I could really push this, but like I have to go work. (laughs) So like my brain can't be mush and so sometimes like I will have opportunities where maybe on the weekend or like I know you know I'm not I don't have anything going on the next day I'm like yeah like let's push it let's have some fun but like yeah there's just that self-preservation there that like I don't need to kick in that next gear in order to get a really good workout and I have to be productive throughout the rest of the day like I'm not going home and eating and napping and then going to another workout later. So it's, it's just different. Cause when do you train now? Typically later in the day or, uh, or do you go early? So I've been kind of, uh, messing around with different times. Um, but I think I'm going to go back to the morning. So I was, uh, a few months ago I was training, like, I guess it was early for me, like 6am, which isn't like crazy, but, um, but yeah, but that was just like, I don't know, not great. And then I tried at the end of the day, but I was just exhausted at the end of the day. I tried middle of the day, but that was just not as I need uh, 
routine and I need like consistency as far as like, so I can kind of just go on autopilot. Like this is the time I always train. Yeah. And in the middle of the day, it would just fluctuate too much day to day because of meetings and stuff. So I was like this, I can't deal. So I'm back to the mornings, but like around seven or so. That's tough too, where, and we do the same thing. Like, obviously we do these terrible things on Sunday because I don't have to do, I mean, I can talk to you. It's not hard. Um, normally I either have a podcast or nothing. Yeah. So I can basically kill myself, yeah, which yeah. is fine. On a normal day, there's no way. In the morning, too, would be tough because I'll see people, the ones who come in here and they die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to a job after this? Yeah. Like, you got to do shit? And there's days where I come in here and I train and I could do, I, I try to do it at the end of the day because I'm like, it's just easier. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to people. I don't want to deal with shit. Because yeah. if I really kill myself, I'm like, I don't want to get on an email. I don't yeah. want to talk right. to you about anything. Yeah. That's the tough part. But, I mean, if you can do it, so in the morning, do you de- kill yourself? Some days, maybe. Uh, I mean, my workouts don't really... Like, there are opportunities to, like, really push it. But, like, the overall framework of the... I don't mean, like, per- your, I don't mean like your CrossFit dead. It's just, yeah, like, yeah. you get... Oh, I still push it, for sure. You're exhausted, though. You know, sometimes, like, uh, I'll train, and I'm like... Not that I'm, like, dead. I'm like, but I'm tired. But I kind of think that sometimes that helps me kind of kind of get into a good space to work because I've kind of like brought it down. Like I've gotten that, some of that energy out and I can kind of just like zone in on work. I mean, there are days where I'm like, I need extra sleep or whatever. I just think for me, like working out the end. Also, if I work out in the morning, I know that it's going to be at that time I can get everything done. Whereas if I'm banking on working at the end of the day, occasionally like the day might run a little later or, and then all of a sudden like I'm eating super late at night and I can't fall asleep <laughs> fast enough and it just kind of throws off my day. So at least like I know I'm going to get it done in the morning. And then if like I need to work a little bit later into the day, like that's not going to mess things up. So yeah. Yeah. The, I get the end of the day would be tough too. Cause it's like, you can make up every excuse in the world not to do it. Yeah. Especially when you're exhausted. Yeah. And run down. As you look at all your stuff, like, is there anything where you look back training wise, like just stupid shit? Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or that took five years off my life. Like, or things where maybe you didn't do enough recovery or you're just loading ridiculous. Remember like BJ was on talking about when he's like, I think he's in high school and getting to like the thousand pound club. Cause mm-hmm. in high school, he's like 300 pounds. He's a monster. Um, well, he's just like, I'm deadlifting. Like, well, I would forget the number. Four or 500 pounds is like a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. And he's like, I can just feel my spine just fucking, you know, yeah. basically leaving my body. Yeah. And he's like, I think I pay for that now to this day. And yeah. for you guys, obviously, like, you know, the tissue comes back, but the joints, there's only so much life that's right. on them. So do you ever think like, you know what, maybe I did one too many of these or I loaded too heavy? Or was it just, hey, it's just part of the game and here's where I'm at? Yeah, I think most of it, like, it all served a purpose, um, even some of the more stupid stuff. I do wish in my college years that there was more of an emphasis on recovery. We just didn't know what we didn't know, right? So it's like there was so much stuff that I could have been doing, especially for my shoulders, that I just wasn't. But I don't think it was as prevalent as it is now as far as being proactive and not reactive about those things. Um, I mean, I do even looking back to when I did tear my ACL, like I didn't need to go heavy that day. Like there was no one telling me like you need, but I wanted to, and I, and it's tough too. Cause like that, uh, wanting to push myself and all that, it's also gotten me to really great places, but yeah, like it can definitely kind of bite you in the butt 
too sometimes. Um, and not that I would ever want to go. And I think I said this on the last time we talked about my injury, but I wouldn't want to go through that again. But I do think it served a purpose and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and change it. So, and I was going to ask you about that too, because I've never had these, you know, you've had, again, like even having a shoulder surgery would suck. Yeah. I've had nothing, but, um, excuse me. That's language. good. Excuse me. Language, everybody. <laughs> I'm a pussy. Um, I can't, I clearly will quit before it gets too painful. Well, I just been lucky, you know, genetics time. Yeah, and whatever. no, it's awesome. But I'll get to little things where, you know, I, you, you sprain your ankle so bad. It's basically you better off. You should have broke it. Oh, yeah. Uh, tennis elbow, like these little nagging things throughout. But every time like those things have happened for me, it's probably the the best learning opportunity I've had. Mm-hmm. And I tell people this when they ask like, Hey, you know, I'm having referred knee pain or, or referred back pain and all these other things. I'm like, well, honestly, I can only help you because I've lived through it mm-hmm. myself where like, even if my back was tight for weeks, I'm like, I've done probably, I would say every day, at least an hour of mobility every day since then. And like, no, not much shitting you guys. Like when my stuff was real tight, like five hours. Like I'm in here doing way too much, obviously, like a fucking idiot. But I'm like, well, I have Kelly's app. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do pelvic bowl mobilization. I'm going to go through yeah. like hip openers. I'm going to go through all these things. But if that never happened to me, I would have, again, like you, probably little empathy for normal people because you are like, well, I don't understand like why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now because I've lived through some of that, I can help other people and we can totally. have a conversation with them because it's like, well, I lived through that. And now I know because... I was doing farmer's carries every fucking day with 100-pound dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got tennis elbow, you dipshit, because you weren't foam rolling <laughs> it or stretching it, you know? Yeah. And I'm assuming yours is, like, probably similar. And you look at it as, like, you maybe you're smarter now or you just know more now because of having torn the ACL. Yeah, I think, well, to that point, it's been cool to talk to people who are, like, about to have surgery on their ACL or who are in the midst of going through the rehab process And that was one thing that I do appreciate that I did, at least at the beginning, was I documented every day post-surgery, like what I did that day. And honestly, it was more so, it it wasn't necessarily journaling, at least that's not how it started out, but I just wanted to, I don't know, document what I was doing. And then it was cool because it allowed me to gain a lot of perspective, especially on days where I felt like I was just... like I was getting worse, honestly. And to be able to look back and be like, oh, last week I was, I literally couldn't walk without crutches and now I'm walking. And so just having, I don't know, just being more grateful for where I was at in that moment versus. All right, you guys, we had um, technical difficulties here. Um, episode 527. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing still. Um, we were talking about Colleen's uh, ACL injury and then we were talking for probably about uh 20 more minutes after that and it's not recording and I had three mics on and now I have no mics on and now I switch cards and I'm going to try to splice this together so it's going to work um but anyways we were talking because uh I've never (laughs) fucked this up before but I did BJ's podcast one time and I thought it was gold like money and uh whole thing erased so he had to call me back like the next week and do the whole thing over again that's brutal so here we are um I'm actually looking at your LinkedIn page right now oh nice pretty um pretty impressive thank you um i'm gonna ask this too because i don't have no fucking clue what we were talking about before (laughs) um but do they know you're the most jacked person um that works there (laughs) like when you go to work do they know like hey man i'm just not like a normal data analyst i am but i'm like super jacked like can they tell when you go to work 
if so ever, it if you ever meet people. So it is really cool at so the company I work for is located in Utah and they have a full blown CrossFit gym at work. So when I showed up the first day, we got to do a work on site like uh yeah, he like. yeah. Um like about a year ago, I walked in and like right when you walk in there's this massive gym. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> like is there other people there who are like pre- I mean, you have to be pretty fit then I guess if there's people that are actually doing it. Yeah, so they do run a few CrossFit classes throughout the week. Of all the fuck, um, how what's the odds of that though? So actually, the founders. Um, That's why you work really there. into. <laughs> Go figure. Now it's all making <laughs> sense. You don't really have a real job, dude. They have like a CrossFit fucking rec team. No, they had no idea who I was. Um, Didn't they really? No. No, no, no. No shit. No clue. Now they think it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. Um, but no, it's fun to because every Friday they do partner workouts. So that that was really fun. Basically, um, they just want you to be on their team. <laughs> Actually, one of the coaches was like, "Oh, you don't want to go back for like masters or like." I was like, "No, like I'm I'm good, just doing this for fun." Um, well, it's like, do you think your body could hold up if you did like team stuff? Probably, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, team stuff is still very demanding. Um, I also just I don't know. I because you still even to you know just get there you know like not podium or anything like that you're still putting in a massive amount of work yeah and i'm like i'm just not in that space anymore and i mean could i maybe but i just don't want to like i it would cost you too much yeah i and yeah i mean i love still like we were talking about getting to drop into gyms do the open and stuff like that still be a part of the community because i mean i love crossfit it 100 percent changed my life and but I just, I just don't have any desire to compete anymore. So, so you make the choice to go do the data analyst stuff. Like of all the things, yeah. Why is that the thing? Yeah. So I was while I was competing for the games, I was uh, in school getting my master's in kinesiology or exercise science, and I was thinking I would go back into collegiate strength and conditioning, um, or at least that's what I was intending getting into that. And then about like a year in started to realize I had more of a passion for like the quantitative side of things. I also was geeking out a lot on just data I was collecting on myself for training and recovery and all that stuff. And I have a sister-in-law who's a data analyst and was starting to pick her brain about the field and learn about it. And I was like, well, one, I need to go figure out if this is something I would like to do. I also had, you know, zero technical skill in that space. So I was like, I got to do a little uh, educating myself on that. So I was looking for programs, found a remote program through ASU, really, really enjoyed it. So I was doing that program while I was doing bobsledding. Um, and then, so that was the plan either way, like this was prior to ACL injury or anything like that. That was always the plan. You know, once I was done with schooling was, I was going to start interviewing for a data analyst role. Um, and then once I tore my ACL, I was still in school, but figured, you know, I should start interviewing now anyways, just, I mean, it's good practice. Um, and then ended up finding a job a little sooner than expected and then um, ended up switching to the company that I'm currently at now, like one year ago, like just celebrated my one year anniversary last week. So yeah. And I, I love it. It's, it's awesome. It's definitely, if you'd asked me 
I don't know, even just a few years ago, like if I, you know, what do you think Colleen would be doing now? I don't think this was what I was expecting, but I wouldn't change it for the world. (coughs) Well, it doesn't seem like the, it wouldn't be my progression if I, (laughs) if I didn't do this, I'm like, well, I'm not smart enough to do that. And like, it just seems like, I don't know, but I don't like, we all like different things. It just seems like it's such a, it's such a huge jump from like, hey, I'm an athlete who trains three times a day and now I sit at a desk and like, yeah. what is the adjustment well, like? Well, so it's interesting you say that because so undergrad Colleen, like it will even through high school too. I very, very much struggled with balancing school and athletics. And I think because I had a tough time, I honestly just thought I was dumb and I was like I just suck at school (laughs) and so going back to school and especially into something like this um, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest by any means but I will work my ass off in order to figure something out or find someone who knows how to do it and learn from them so I think that's half the battle is just not being afraid to put in the hard work Um, which again like is tough some days for sure but I think that's I don't know. One of the cooler things for me is that I feel like of all things, I proved to myself that I could be in a career like this when I spent most of my life thinking I was, I could never hack something like this. Um, so I think that's really cool. And again, I still have so much to learn. Um, but I'm really excited about that. Well, the, and we talked about this, whether we recorded or not, I don't know. Um, the skill, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the skill, the skills transfer though. Yeah. Like exactly. through sport, through fitness, like what we do, like you can take it and apply it to other things. Cause yeah. in reality, it's just, it's a different hard, right? Like where I don't think anybody who works with you can do the shit that you've done. And then there's probably some people there who like are on some super genius shit. Oh, for sure. Where it's like, you probably are just not, yeah. no matter what you do, <laughs> they're just going to be smarter. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, totally. And that's just sometimes like, that's what athletics teaches you though, is like, okay, I can work real hard and I can be the best that I can be, but yeah, like 100%. LeBron's going to LeBron, man. Like yeah. you're not going to, and even like mm-hmm. if it's a CrossFit stuff, like whoever's like, who's the top now, I forget, uh, Tia maybe or somebody. Yeah. Like she's just going to be what right. she's going to be. And like you, and that's why I always say like, when you look at like work and, and it's why I'll just talk comparison really fast. We compare in life. We keep stats of everything. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. I make this much money. You make this much money. I live in this house. I can do this. You can do that. It's fucked, but that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the people who are at the top always in certain things are just always doing way more work. Mm-hmm. An example I'll give is like, if you take basketball, cause that's like what I know, like Larry Bird, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Steph Curry. It's not like Steph Curry practiced way more than Ray Allen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in a lot of the top pros, like all those guys just, they live and die by it. Yeah. But for some reason, hand-eye coordination, genetics, timing, totally. feel, he's just fucking better. Yeah. Like he just shoots better than anybody who's ever lived. And that's just what it's like. And it's like, yeah. if you don't play sports, I don't know when you learn that. Maybe when yeah. you get your first job and you're like, oh, Rick, Rick's real fucking smart. Yeah. And he's just going to be smarter than me. And that's just how it is. Right. And that you come from that world. So you learned it, obviously. Yeah. But now you're in the space where I'm sure, like, in the data analyst world, there's some people who are, like... Oh, crazy. Creepy crazy smart. smart. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, other transferable skills is, like, being able to work with a team. And I think that's part of working with a team is knowing, okay, what do I bring to the table? What are my strengths? And then 
knowing, you know, okay, these are my weaknesses. Who's really good at those? Like, how can we work together? Like being a part of something bigger than yourself. Also being coachable, I feel like is a huge thing that people can take from athletics because being able to give and receive feedback, I mean, anywhere, especially in a working environment is huge. And also it's just going to allow for you to exponentially keep getting better if you're open to that and have the humility to receive, you know, like sometimes you're going to get it wrong and like, but you can learn from all of that. So, well, and like just doing shit you don't want to do. Yeah. Which is basically sports. Oh, hundred percent. And practice. Yes. Yeah. So they know who you are now though. Like they know everybody who works are like, Oh God, it's Colleen. No, I mean, I think some people this know that I competed, but like, but not, not no. really the levels. No, no, no. Like, how do you tell them? Like, how, I mean, do, you I don't them, how do you let them know? <laughs> I don't. Like, you like a name badge or something? Like, put it up <laughs> No, here. no, no. You know what I mean? And that's because, again, we talk like identity. It's like, well, it's not that you want them to know, but you kind of do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys know how, like, awesome I used to be? Like, you no. still are, right? But it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, this is my thing. Yeah. But now it's like, no, no, I just come in and I do my work. I'm yeah. I'm Excel spreadsheet or whatever the fuck you do. And it's yeah. like... <laughs> It would just be, it's such a, it's such a different jump. Anyways, uh, I could talk about that shit all day. Yeah. As you like, as you do your stuff now and obviously like it's the, the phasing is different and you've had like the injury stuff and you go through, is there more like mobility prep you do or more time you take for like rest recovery, those things? Or do you have a certain like, Hey, I'm going to do tissue work every day. I'm going to do mobility every day or micro dose it or how do you mm-hmm. put it together? Because, again, like we talked, like when I'm in college, you're in college, what are we really doing? Oh, yeah. Minimal, if anything. Like we – oh, yeah. I knew what a foam roller was. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I didn't use it for oh, shit. No. You know what I mean? It was just more training and more training. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so how do you do it now that you are yeah. older and obviously you do sit obviously way more? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I would say it's definitely kind of – uh, laid out within my per. I mean, so I'll say that. So my programming and same with crafted perform. I definitely really for myself like warm ups where I can get into the gym and start right away because I don't have the time to like be mobilizing for like forty five minutes or so. I know because some days I'll be um, in here. I'm like, man, I just. <laughs> I went and like half hour went by and yeah. you just basically rolled your quads and yeah. stretched them and it's right. like fuck, dude. And it's it's important, but and again, maybe you feel this too. Like you can get stuck in that again. Like I'll, I'll use like if it's even our app or Kelly's app, whoever you can mm-hmm. get in a mobility rabbit hole. Oh, for real sure. quick, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, this is tight. This is tight. I'm like, dude, if I'm gonna roll the bottoms of my feet for ten fucking minutes, yeah, I got eighty five problems. Right. Yeah. So how do you? even try to navigate that or you just like you make the best with what you got yeah so I'll make sure like my priority as far as like when I'm first in the gym is just getting warm and then after that I'm kind of assessing like do my do my hips does my back feel tight do my lats feel tight I'm about to get into a front rack so I need to open up my triceps and my lats stuff like that Um, so I might spend a little more time like prior to really getting into like the meat of the workout Um, and then Again, if I do feel tighter, I'll do like 10 minutes or so of stretching afterwards. And then usually I'll prioritize it on one of my rest days is doing like some sort of hip flow, like uh, T-spine flow, stuff like that, especially because I am sitting a lot more. 
Um, and then making sure like every now and again, I'm seeing um, like PT, Cairo, get adjusted, all that good stuff, which like we talked about, I definitely thought once I was done competing, I'm like, oh, I can't justify going to do that. But like now I'm like, no, like I want to feel good. I don't want to be uncomfortable all the time. So like I need to prioritize that doing the stuff on my own. And again, like being proactive about it. I think it's really easy, especially when you're super, super busy to be like, I feel good enough. I don't need to do it right now. And then all of a sudden something comes up and like, oh, crap, like now I got to do extra stuff. So it's just about like even it's not the fun stuff to do. Like it's not exciting. It's kind of boring, but you got to. And that's the thing, too. I've had to shift my mind from like, OK, I don't have 30, 40 minutes to mobilize every day. So I got to. Like something's better than nothing and it's okay if I'm taking like 10, 15 minutes like a few times throughout day or week or whatever because that adds up and that's still going to help me. So yeah, not having it be like an all or nothing. We call it like, it's like microdosing. Yeah, yeah. Like you would do drugs yeah. except it happens in mobility basically. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean it's, it is tough because you do need to do it and for most people if they're listening and they're just a, a normal person, they work a normal job and they work out a couple times a week you don't feel the return that you do like when you ride an assault bike because you ride an assault bike, you get sweaty, your heart's racing. You feel like you're burning calories because you ate like shit this weekend and you kind of rationalize it in your head in a certain way. Although you doing like, you know, 90 nineties and like foam rolling your glutes is just as beneficial, but you feel like you don't have time to do that because of mm -hmm. maybe bad habits or something. And it's not like, if you're going to have a problem, it's it's like when you'll have a problem. Mm -hmm. And again, for people who are listening, if you can do five, ten minutes a couple times a day, I do think yeah, it is huge. But yeah, you could do, fuck, two hours a day and it's really not. Because again, there's always going to be shit that, yeah. that pops up. But do you, and now you don't train at a normal gym yet though. No. So I train over at OPEX HQ. So like. Yeah. Can we say if you move? Are we saying, are we saying these things yet? So if you were to move yeah. somewhere. <laughs> someday who knows yeah. <laughs> like and you had to train at a normal gym yeah you know and you you see people who just like walk in and like don't do anything like yeah. they just walk in and grab weights uh-huh i mean do you just like cringe a little bit inside i mean i'm not i'm not there to judge but it's yeah, like yeah i'll watch like we so what we do here we build it into the groups because and i love these guys they're our community you guys are great no offense Half of them don't fucking listen to me for shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm talking. They're talking shit. No one cares. I'm like, why am I even here, honestly? But we'll build in. Okay, hey, guys. You know, we're going to do, uh, you know, clamshells here. We're going to do inchworms here. Yeah. We're still going to ride the bike. We'll do thrusters, blah, blah, blah. But we build it in so they can't escape it. Yeah. Because I know they're going to come in, not listen to me. They're going to just get right into it. And then when they leave here, they're going to go back, sit at their office, sit at their desk. And like mm -hmm. to not do it does them such a huge disservice. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even make five minutes for it. Oh, for sure. And I think sometimes maybe it's a they just don't know kind of what they're missing out on as far as that. I also do think a lot of people get into the rut of I just don't have time for it. And they're like, I want to get to the stuff that's going to produce results right away. But the thing is, well... You're going to have to make time for it when you end up, hurt, you know, your body ends up hurting. Yeah. Then you can't <laughs> and, do anything. Yeah, exactly. So I think, and like you're saying, it doesn't need to be this like hour long at a time. You can do like little hits of it here and there and it's going to pay off a ton. But that's the thing. Like it's not that instant gratification. You don't, it's not cool and fun for people to do. So they it's just painful. don't prioritize it. It's painful. It. Yeah. 
It sucks. Do you have any stuff like that you work on more than others? Where like, hey, you know, my hip is super tight, so I work on my hip, or my quad is super tight. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anything you notice like over time that just like you don't have? Like, again, so if I go through like these mobility tests, yeah, uh, like my trunk will be like a hundred percent, and my mm-hmm. shoulders will be like a seventy-eight percent, but my hips will be like a sixty-one. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, that seems like kind of bullshit. And then I can go through, and I'm like, oh no. Like, my adductors are, like, tight as fuck. And, like, yeah. I can start to notice, like, whether it be just life, genetics, or movement patterns or imbalances I have, like, my stuff, I'll notice things now that I didn't before. Yeah. I definitely notice my quads, for sure. Quads and hips are very tight. So, I'll notice if my knees start to feel not great, it's probably because my quads are tight. Um, so, that's something I definitely have to stay on top of. And then, for sure, my... My chest gets really tight from like sitting a lot. Also years of swimming. I'm just kind of naturally pulled forward. Yeah. Um, so that I've also feel like kind of into transitioning this like new form of training um, that uh, mobility for sure, but also movement can be like great medicine for like opening everything up. Like I definitely noticed getting back into certain movements like overhead and stuff. I just started feeling better. Obviously not at like crazy weights or anything, yeah. but, um, but, uh, and same thing with like my recovery days, like, yes, having time for mobility and stuff, but making sure I go walk and I'm moving and stuff like that. So that's helped me a ton in just recovery in general. Well, cause if it's, again, I'm going to generalize here, like a lot of the CrossFit stuff, it's all on, like, it's just one plane, a yeah. lot of it. Like there's not a lot of lateral Mm-hmm. like movement like yeah. just like in sport like if you play in a, in a soccer game or a basketball game there's so much start stop dynamic movement reaching you yeah. know we're moving in in ways where in the gym we don't a lot no totally like so do you do anything that's like movement based like that's not just in the same plane over and over like we'll do yeah. things here where it's like people like you know again if you come from the old school Oh well, you know I'm not gonna do skater hops because I'm like, well, bro, like you're you don't fucking move. Like yeah. if you just back squat and just deadlift, like that's great, but you're not moving your body through space right. at all. It will create an imbalance at some yeah. point. No, totally. I actually still do stuff like skater hops, stuff like that, and definitely a lot of stuff that I learned that I needed through my rehab process. And some of the stuff I was like, man, I kind of suck at this. And it wasn't really because I was coming back from <laughs> an ACL injury. It was probably like, ah, I just haven't done this in a very good. long time. Yeah. Um, but also like as silly as it sounds, um, like over the holidays played like pickleball and stuff with my family. And I was like, this is probably what my knee needs. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. just some movement, side to side, cutting, all that stuff. Um, and it's nice to go through those movements cause then it also mentally allows me to not be as hesitant, like that I have to be in this bubble and I can't move side to side and my knee can't move in weird directions. So I think that's super important. How long like post injury until you got comfortable doing stuff like that? Cause like for most people, mm-hmm. like if something happens, you know, I guess if you've had an injury, whether it be minor or obviously the greater it is, do you feel like, is this going to happen again? Or mm-hmm. am I going to live in this shit like forever? Yeah. Like even for me, like little things, I'm like, if, if you've had any injury, like you sprain an ankle, you break your wrist, you have tennis elbow, you're like, am I going to have this fucking referred pain for, because mm-hmm. if you have it for months, 
you start to get this, like your brain's powerful. Yeah. Your brain will convince you like of whatever the fuck it's going to convince you of. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you go on Google. Oh, I have a dot on my skin. Oh, I have skin cancer. I'm going to be fucking dead in a week. Like mm-hmm. you for surely that's where your brain will go. Yeah. So for you, you're like, well, I tore my ACL. I'm fucked. Like, wh- what do I do? Am I ever going to train again? If I do train heavy, will it happen again? If I move yeah. fast, how long until that goes away? Ugh. Uh, or do you still think about it sometimes? I mean, I guess occasionally. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there were times that I physically was ready to do certain things that I didn't necessarily, like, go seek out and do. I would say, like, a year out, maybe a little less, you start to feel like, okay, like, I feel like myself again in general. I don't feel nervous. Like, in January, I went skiing for the first time and like, I mean, probably two decades it's been a long time but it was definitely something where I was like okay like if I take a really gnarly fall like something could I mean you know uh not even if I had an ACL injury I mean that could happen to anyone that's why um, that's why I don't go anymore (laughs) Heather's like I'm going to Flagstaff I'm like see you when you get back dude I go if I fall what good is gonna happen in my life like I'm not good anyway like I I don't want to be cold I'm like fuck it this is not my thing so so when you go yeah are you nervous to like the first time you go? You're like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to go. Nervous. You're snow plowing on the way down. Just... Oh, yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Like yeah. All yeah. The... So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. I mean, we went to uh, I went with a friend and she had never skied before. So it was good. We were very much like both on the same plane. I mean, I had I think I grew up skiing. But then once I got serious and competitive in sport, it was like, no, you cannot do that because you might injure yourself. And, yeah. And that's like a big thing for me now is I love what I get to do in the gym, but I want to be able to utilize my fitness outside of the gym. And I really enjoy skiing and I want to learn to snowboard and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was definitely a little nerve wracking at first, but then you start to feel more confident. And the only time I fell was getting off, uh, the chairlift, which was slightly embarrassing. I do. I've done that before, but but it was, so I was just kind of envisioning, I was like, okay, if I fall and like, you know, my knees cave in or like in a weird way, I was really nervous, but I do remember I fell off the chairlift and my knees kind of came in and I kind of just sat there for a second, kind of evaluating, are we okay? I was like, okay, I'm fine. And like, cause you just, you feel a little more fragile than, you know, you previously, not that I thought I was invincible before, but it's just a little different. So no, I used to think, I mean, I I look like Bruce Willis, so that's already (laughs) that part, but I used to feel like like unbreakable. Yeah. Like, you know, if the train derails, I'm Bruce Willis in the movie and like, I'm going to be fine. And all of you guys yeah. are going to be fucking dead. Right. And then as you get older, shit starts to not be perfect. And you're like, you know what? I can get touched. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm uh-huh. not invincible. And that's, I guess it's a good thing to know. It sucks yeah. to realize it, but you need to, otherwise yeah. you're going to do reckless shit. And it's For sure. falling at, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old is different than falling at 15, yeah. 16. Totally. So when you stop, when you're like, now I'm back into, you know, work life or like corporate life anyway, uh-huh. is the eating changed, eating habits, drinking mm-hmm. habits? Like how do you, because obviously your output is less mm-hmm. and the goals are different, even though yeah. you still have a goal just to be super fit. But how does that look now? Cause you're in a corporate world. And for a lot of people who we work with or who listen, that's their biggest thing. Like they, they go to a mm-hmm. job, they got kids and all this shit and they want to eat well. And that is by far the biggest thing that they struggle with. And obviously yeah. you come from this, you know, fucking military like regiment of like, I'm going to eat, train, live, but now mm-hmm. you don't have the same 
pressure, if you want to call it that, from mm-hmm. external motivators. So how do you do it now? Yeah, so it's definitely very different. Like you said, an overall amount. I'm just not working out as much, so I don't need as much food, especially uh, as it pertains to carbs. Um, but I still eat a fair amount of carbs. Uh, but actually, a few months ago, so throughout my CrossFit career, I was tracking, logging, everything. It was very regimented. And um, a few months ago, and I was still doing that, um, after I was done. And a few months ago, I kind of decided like I need to learn how to eat more intuitively and not be so reliant. Honestly, (laughs) at a point I was like, I don't want to spend the time and energy anymore logging and tracking this because I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. How long did you Um, track? Like daily? Almost every day? Yeah, pretty much every day. I mean, there were definitely seasons, you know, I'd take breaks from it, but pretty much every day from like 20 let's see 2015 or 16 up until not that long ago <laughs> so like so, six seven years yeah of yeah. logging food yeah like do you get weird from doing that or just become because i know like we have people log it here obviously at least to start just because they get like and there's an educational piece yeah um but after a while it's like you become kind of like strange because you log every single thing you <laughs> yeah. do. And for some people, yeah. it can be, if you're neurotic about it, and it, like you get this almost like hyper-focused, well, I can't eat this, or if I log this, it's not going to hit the macros. Mm-hmm. But yours is performance-based, so maybe it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So when I first started, which was like a year or two out of college, and um, or maybe two, three years, but and I'm glad I did it, because it definitely, like you said, was really educational, because I just knew zero things about nutrition or portion sizes or what even was a protein, fat and carb. So it it was very, um, enlightening. And, uh, but yeah, I would say that it was as silly as it sounds saying it, I was scared to stop because I thought like the other shoe was going to drop that I couldn't look or feel a certain way. If I like, I had to track and log, otherwise I wasn't going to look like me which is silly to but it was honestly something I was thinking and um so there are like it definitely took me a while it's also strange how uh you do have this dependency of like I didn't realize that I liked knowing like you know oh how many grams of protein is (laughs) that and it's like so funny because it's like well but I also do think now, I mean, I can't eat more intuitively. I've also done it for so long that I can eyeball things really well. And so you know. I generally know what I should and shouldn't be eating. And if I do feel like things are getting kind of out of whack, like maybe I'll log for a day just to see where I'm at. But it's been really nice to kind of let that go. It's also made traveling a lot more enjoyable and easier to not have to weigh and log everything so yeah it's like when you travel and do you just bring stuff with you to certain places or you eat before you go or when you get there you scope something out or how do you do it uh so it kind of depends i definitely try and bring as much stuff uh as far as like supplements go i'll bring all the stuff that i would normally have at home there so i can stay on that part of my nutrition routine and then i'll usually instacart is great i'll usually get snacks and stuff from there Um, and then usually if you like kind of look hard enough, you can find like healthier type places to either stop at or, um, so yeah, just like taking the time to 
an effort to like scope that stuff out. I mean, because what did you think at first? Like, hey, if I stop logging them, it's going to eat like pizza and donuts all day or something? No, I think I was just putting so much emphasis on that it had to be this exact, you know, protein, fat, carb, macro breakdown. Otherwise, it was just all going to go awry. And then I realized that's just not the no, case. Not at all. <laughs> um, no. If you're eating real food and you're not eating like an asshole every day, like, yeah. you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. But again, if you eat the same thing, like I eat similar stuff most mm-hmm. days. Um, and I just know. Like yeah. if you ever had the um, that true story organic chicken, Mm-mm. like it's – um. They do the, instead of, you know, like most of the deli meats, like sheets, they're actually mm-hmm. chunks. Oh. Um, it's great. Natural Grocers, it's like four bucks less than Sprouts. Oh, nice. Sprouts is great, but Sprouts, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, I turn everybody on to it. They're not paying me either. But it is great because it's like, it's six ounces, it's 45 grams of protein, and, and I, oh, I love nice. the way it tastes. But I'm like, I don't need to track anything because I know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. And if I drink a Koya, have you had those? Mm-mm. Oh my God, bro. Um, they're the, like those little plant, they're not paying me either. The little plant-based, um, protein drinks, KOIA, they're in the refrigerated section. Okay. They're really good. Um, it's all, but again, they're complete proteins, but it's like 17 grams of protein, seven grams of fiber. It's like, okay, cool. Why no? Now if I eat here, I'm at 62 grams for the day. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't, then I'll go home, grill steaks, whatever. So I'm like, I'm at a hundred. Like, so I get to 200, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. basically every single day without tracking. Yeah. But just because you've done it for so long. Mm -hmm. Totally. But yeah, I guess if I tracked it for seven years, I would probably trip out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, are, you, are you any looser now than like you used to be? Like, okay, hey, I know I know, I don't have to track everything. I can maybe eat a little bit of this or I can have a couple of drinks or maybe more than I used to. Or is it always kind of the same as it's always been? Uh, I'm not really into – I'm not a big drinker anyway, so that's never really been something I've had to like regulate super hardcore. But um, – it's interesting. I mean, I definitely, I love sweets and I love chips. So sometimes when I'm extra craving those, I will have that. I do think it's interesting that because now I am eating more intuitively and it is for the purpose of longevity, I almost feel like I'm, I crave that stuff less because it feels not that I couldn't have it before, but it didn't fall into the macros and stuff. So it felt like, no, you can't have this no matter what. But now that it's like, well, I could, I just choose not to. And it's interesting that I just feel like I go to that stuff even less than I used to, which is interesting. Um, but I think I'm more, and again, I feel like I ate really good quality food when I was training, but I think there's just a different purpose and incentive now of that. I really, And now that I am getting older and like things don't feel the exact same way anymore, you're like, I know that if I eat like garbage, I, it's going to show up in the gym and in how my knees feel and shoulders feel and all that stuff. So just really, I don't know, prioritizing that and keeping that like longevity purpose in the back of my mind helps. Well, and you get away with less shit too. Yeah. Like at some point, like the shit you eat just does. It just makes me feel awful. (laughs) It shows up in everything you do. It's like when you go like chips and stuff, is it still, you'll make like better choices. Like here's an example. Like we used to do, like when I was young, I could do whatever. Um, But then it got to the point where I would feel like shit when I eat certain things. So if we get chips, it's like Siete chips. Have you had the kettle cooked ones? Yeah. Oh, those are my favorite. You know, they make, um, like strips that are churro strips. I've had those too. Those are very good. Yeah. Yeah. Not everywhere has them. Safe- yeah. They only show up occasionally. Safeway has them. Oh. Um, 
Their kettle chips are good. They're more expensive than, you know, the Boulder Canyon? No. So I think they're actually out of Goodyear, Arizona, which is crazy. Okay. But um, the ingre- and they, they all have, there's like 20 kinds, obviously. Um, but it reminds me of just like the basic, you're not from the Midwest, but like these old Dutch potato chips. I am from the Midwest. I really? grew up in Illinois. Did you yeah. guys have old Dutch? I don't think so. I'm older than you. So, <laughs> well, we're in a poor community, so maybe this is all the poor people had. But it was like, they're like, they're like a ruffles, like a ripple potato chip, of like denser. Okay. All my Midwest people know. Um, anyways, they make them here and it's like potatoes, avocado oil, and salt. Oh. Those are the only ingredients. Yeah. And they're, I think they're amazing. The Siete kettle ones are comparable if they're just the potato chip yeah. ones. But like we'll do those because I feel even though macro wise they're probably the same as Doritos or whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's not all the shit in them. Yeah. And I do exactly. feel better. Yeah. That's the big thing too, like where we would go even like maybe is whenever crumble cookies came here, mm-hmm. I forget. I would like eat those in no offense to them. I would feel like complete fucking yeah, trash. I know. Like a different level of shitty. Mm-hmm. Now I they taste amazing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is in them, but man, I would feel like garbage, dude. Yeah. And I just can't anymore. Like no. I just, I can't get away with it. Yeah. Which sucks, but probably for the best. Yeah. Um, do you, you're still chips and that stuff is probably the guilty pleasure still. Yeah. Chips. And then I might be biased, but I make really good chocolate chip cookies that are like gluten free and there's not a ton of ingredients in them. And so okay. I crave that more and they do taste like real cookies. I know it's like, Oh, they're like the healthy cook. No, they're legit. There's another, I've been going to natural grocers and what, have you been there? I don't think so. So if you have drive out of here, it'd be Thunderbird and Scott's. It's right oh, okay. Um, I used to, it used to think it sucked uh-huh. and now it's like my favorite place. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish they had like some normal people shit because like you can drink a, like a Gatorade zero, like you'll be all right. Uh-huh. Like you can have a diet Coke, bro. Like what yeah. the fuck? And they don't have that there. I'm like, <laughs> you're selling this bullshit root beer that has 80 grams of sugar in it. But anyways, yeah. um, I do love it there. Cause they have like elk bison. They have all the, oh, wow. all the, and like the ancestral stuff where they'll have like, it sounds gross, but heart liver kidney like in the ground oh, wow. meat itself okay. yeah you can't taste it like that yeah but yeah it is great i'll have to check that out but i do like going there because they have, just have a ton of like better options than i'm used to mm-hmm. and so what i've been doing is i get a little you know when i feel feisty i'll go and <laughs> grab like uh like some of their treats yeah and like oh here are these cookies with like no sugar added and it's whatever but some of them are fucking legit yeah like really good and i'm like and i eat them and i don't either on the box the cookie will be like you know, as big as my face. Yeah. And then when you get it, the cookie's like Aww. a little bait. But they're fucking good. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, oh, it's only 100 calories per cookie. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah dude, there's tiny. <laughs> but I'll yeah. eat a shit ton of them. But they yeah. are good. And my point is I don't feel as bad. Right. So I think for people, if you're out there, the healthy stuff, they have made it way more palatable, like, mm-hmm. over time. Totally. And I do think even if you're not talking just macros from a health standpoint, like, without all of an excessive amount of, like, shitty seed oils and coloring and all the stuff, like, you mm-hmm. can make better choices. And to your point, you don't feel like then you can't have it. Yeah. Even though you might not eat every day, like you can have it on a Wednesday mm-hmm. and you don't feel like an asshole. Like you ate a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies or something. Yeah. Um, supplements wise, what do you take these days? Just basic stuff. Yeah. So I take, I mean, protein. So I use Equip protein. It's a beef isolate, which I really like. Mm, sounds um, disgusting. No, it tastes, I know no, it I, sounds I know. strange, I but it tastes really good. <laughs> And honestly, just digestion wise, like sits a lot better with my stomach than whey. Yeah. Um, so I like that a lot. They also have a collagen powder, which 
honestly, I wish I had during my recovery process because I can legitimately tell a difference in my joints, which is really cool. Um, and then they actually have liver capsules that I started taking a few months ago. It's like desiccated organs. They powderize them and put them yeah, in Yeah, they have like a beef organ one. And then they have a specific liver one. And I really like those. And it's... Um, uh, I've never had raw liver, but I... I do like that it's accessible in capsule form. So I know <laughs> I'm not a fan. That's why, like, when people are like, "Oh, you eat this ancestral farms that has liver and heart in it," I'm like, yeah. "Well, yeah, but I can't taste it." Right. Because if I'm not a huge liver. Yeah, I don't know fan. if I could do. It. Yeah, like ground into meat, I could see doing that. I'll have to try that. But just raw, raw, no. Dude. No. But yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much it. And then, like, for sleep, you do anything special or different than when you used to do since you work now, like a normal job. Uh, just being very diligent about trying to go to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. Um, kind of like, well, uh, as it pertains to like macros, eating all that stuff, I think it's definitely important and something I've really tried to, or what I'm discovering more now is like, yes, like counting macros and stuff. There's a time and a place for that, especially with performance and stuff. But what's really important is like, how's your sleep? How's your hydration? How's your quality of food? And then then like maybe, yeah, like if your goals kind of align with counting and stuff, but it's like all that underlying stuff, like that's what really matters as far as like longevity and stuff like that. So really trying to dial in on that. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So you have a sleep routine or no? Like you do anything uh, funky? I mean, I, so I've definitely started to turn off a lot of lights at like at dinner just because I've noticed that helps me wind down towards the end of the day. Um, I have blackout curtains. I sleep with my room super, super cold, like 62 degrees every night. That's cool. <laughs> um, That's legit. And a fan. <laughs> so, Jesus, bro. Um, yeah, I basically prepare an igloo. Otherwise, I can't sleep. I have a really hard – like I, I was at work last week in Utah, and unfortunately we couldn't open the windows. But uh, the thermostat only went down to 64 and I was like warm. No <laughs> so shit. This is a problem. <laughs> Damn, dude. That is cold as hell though. Yeah. But I mean, they do say, I mean, obviously like, I got into, um, they do say that the dark and the cold helps. Like yeah. uh, mouth taping. So I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, it does. And I thought like we had a bunch of dudes come on here and I had a guy, he just does breathing coaching. That's all he does. Mm. And I'm like, dude, really? Like you're going to tape your mouth? He sounded crazy to me. I mean, I've, I've read the, the James Nestor the breathe where they talk about nasal breathing is everything. I've had a bunch of people come on and talk, but the yeah. one thing he said was he's like, well, tape your mouth. It's just like the vertical tape. Doesn't oh, have to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, I guess, duct tape it, but that's <laughs> probably not advice. <laughs> but he said, you take the, those, they're not breathe right strips, but like the heavy ones. Yeah. And I'm like, do those really work? He's like, yeah, dude. So I put one on. I mean, my nose was like normal to like superhuman breathing really and it really does kind of focus you to breathe like through your nose and i do oh, feel cool. yeah the recovery whether it's that or just maybe it's placebo who knows but mm -hmm. i feel like i do sleep better oh interesting doing that stuff yeah and i wear one of those black like eye masks the eye masks i <laughs> wish i i don't know i can't get into eye masks the, I don't thi know why. the thin ones like there's so i ordered this like super fancy one where uh -huh. it's like thick around the edges yeah and then i'll like push on my face and oh. like, push into <laughs> yeah. me yeah so i get this cheap yeah. ass thin one and then i'll wake up and it'll be like halfway off my face yeah but i i do feel it helps me at least fall asleep yeah most of the time i also am very particular about pillows like i have a pillow cube pillow because i am a side sleeper and then i have a body pillow and those are like crucial for me sleeping well i was talking to um 
my dude, uh, Dr. Russell Teams, who was on here a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, hey, man, like, what's the best way to, like, to sleep? Like, if you have an injury or whatever, he's yeah. like, he goes, honestly, he's like, I don't give a shit, dude. He's <laughs> just, just like, because, because what I'm going to tell you, you won't be able to do it anyway. Mm. And I do think that is interesting because I've tried it. I'm like, okay, if my back was stiff, I'm like, let me try to sleep on my back mm-hmm. with, like, a pillow underneath your knees. And I can maybe fall asleep that way, but... Yeah. It's tough to stay there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll find myself rolling to the side and it's like, okay, do I put a pillow between my knees and do I hug a pillow? Yeah. Cool. And then like, then do I want to go face plant down? It's like, right. if you naturally are a stomach sleeper or a side sleeper, it's hard to, it is hard to change. Yeah. If you have a certain cadence. Oh, totally. I've been working on it, but man, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. And what do you sleep at night? Seven hours, eight hours? Uh, I try for eight. Yeah. So I have one of those aura rings. That I think are really fun to... It's like a whoop, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. does it just track? Like the sleep latency or something? Yeah. So it tracks uh, like your different stages of sleep. You can wear it throughout the day to track workouts and stuff, but I specifically use it just for tracking sleep. Um, it's also cool. I don't know. For me, it also keeps me accountable because I know I'm going to check it every day. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't like you're into, seeing... You're that. into data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't like seeing those low numbers. So it's it's uh, it's fun to see and just see the trends over time. And do you look at, uh, since now you sit so much, like a step yeah. count per day? I do. So I try to get anywhere from like 8K to 10K steps a day. Uh, especially on my rest days, I'll shoot for 10K. Uh, work days where I'm also training, usually somewhere like eight to nine ish. Um, de- it's definitely not perfect. There are many days where I'm like, gets to the end of the day. It's like eight, nine o'clock and I'm at like five K. I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're sitting, I mean, you're but stuck. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So I have to get started early, which I mean, working out in the morning helps. Cause I'll usually do like a 10 minute cool down walk just after my workout, which helps me get ahead. And then I usually go on just like a 10, 15 minute walk after lunch Um, and then if I still need some more steps, but it is, that was a very wild realization, uh, was that I just didn't realize how much I was moving in general, not even just training, but you know, I'd have to walk to my car and then I go to the gym and you're walking to the gym and you just, just walking and moving way, way less. So, and imagine you are a normal person and you work at home and you don't exercise in the morning and you don't live here. You live in, yeah. Indiana or right. Minnesota it's and it's freezing. Yeah. You just go from like one room to the other. Yeah. And sit down. Mm-hmm. Your body's got to be so tight. Yeah. And for one, it's like you took 48 steps. Right. Like I'll notice that too. Like if I, I work from home some of the days here and like my dog will just beg to go for a walk and I'm like, okay, it's <laughs> yeah. perfect. But if I don't do that, I'm like, I could come in here at 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I've only taken, if I didn't walk the dog, 500 steps. A thousand, oh, a yeah. thousand steps. And it's like, no, Jesus, totally. like, I didn't fucking move anywhere. Yeah. And I might've done mobility. So like that is movement, but it's still not walking through space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I do have empathy for like the corporate structure. Yeah. Cause that is definitely, it's a tough one. Well, that's even like going, like I was saying, I was, um, at the office last week and that's even nice because like, I have to go walk to a bathroom that's down the hall not like right next to me (laughs) so it's like and there are stairs so when I go downstairs to get lunch you know then I gotta walk upstairs so that way is nice because it's it's kind of like a treat where I don't have to be I don't have to think about it and plan it as much whereas like you're saying if I'm not intentional about it it's so easy to be under like a thousand steps 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because even if you train in a day, let's say like you work from home and you do your normal training, which again, like all steps aren't created equal too. And I think sometimes yeah. like we, we have this 40 day challenge they're in right now and they're doing, we told them to do 10,000 steps every day for 40 days, which mm-hmm. is really hard to do. And yeah. somebody's like, well, yesterday I only got eight, but the next day I get 20. I'm like, it all works, dude. Yeah. But even if you train, like legitly you're there for an hour plus, yeah, you could still be under... 3,000 steps for the day easily. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can see people get into, again, that's just a lack of, I don't know how you say it. Like that is one of the biggest reasons I think people struggle is because they just don't move their body enough. Mm -hmm. And it's such an easy habit to, to pop into. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the people that feel like, oh, I need to make this massive lift and start working out X amount. It's, there's so much to be gained from just walking every day. You know what I mean? Like even when I was transitioning from, you know, the old way that I was training was feeling like, well, if I'm only training once a day, I should probably train six times a week instead of five. I'm like, I probably don't need another workout. I just need to go on more walks. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I need. <laughs> well, it's a low hanging fruit too. Yeah. It's like, it's something everybody can do. It's accessible. Even if it's, you know, freezing where you're at, like you can make it happen. Yeah. At some point. But I think more people just don't do it enough. Right. It's therapeutic in a lot of ways, too, especially if you can live here and it's nicer and you can oh yeah, get out and do some shit. Totally. Um, what is the goal, like, from after this? Like, or is there a – what's the progression? Like, obviously, like, is it deeper into the corporate world? Is it, like, doing stuff with the mm-hmm. app? Is it both? Like, what do you have an idea of, like – where it goes because you're like this freak yeah. kind of person you know what i mean like you're just a, an anomaly in like kind of what you're doing because there's not a, I, mean, I don't know everybody but i don't know anybody who has like a real job and is like as fit as you and like does is still immersed in fitness like you are you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like all of us have been so far gone from reality forever <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like and you like i couldn't imagine going to a real job i could do it i guess i would fucking hate it but and have like i could still do all the app stuff because we have the library i am so passionate about it but yeah it would be like being two different people Mm -hmm. like i already feel that way now like i run a gym we live on the app and i have a podcast but it's all me being the same person even though i put them in three different buckets but you're literally like two different humans yeah kind of they do it's interesting um as i've kind of gone in leaned into both of those more it's interesting to see where they overlap in places that I didn't really expect I mean I would say right now goal as far as my data career is to continue to up my skill set so um not just my obviously my experience at work helps a ton in learning from crazy smart people I have an awesome team um so continuing to develop they're working towards, um, I want to get to being like a senior data analyst. Um, and then as far as the coaching side goes with the app and the program, continuing to grow that. I'm also taking on a small number of one-on-one clients for individual design, which is really exciting. Um, and like, so, who are, who are, like, who's your avatar? Like, who's the, like, who reaches out to you? 78-year-old grandma? <laughs> Actually, you know I mean? so uh, I would say it's people who are definitely 
invested in challenging themselves, getting better, learning new skills. Obviously, goals and stuff are going to be vastly different person to person. But I'm more interested in coaching non-athletes than like athletes trying to get to a semifinals or CrossFit games or anything like that. It doesn't have to be – I'm definitely not um, specific to, oh, you need to want to do CrossFit. Like I – I have a few clients right now and they're all super different in skill sets and goals and what they want to do. But I would say um, amongst all of them, longevity and uh, looking good, feeling good is our goals for all of them. No, that makes sense. And that's what's a bigger pool of people too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And it's probably, it's, it's what we do. It's more rewarding. Yeah. And not I that think, the athletes aren't, but. Yeah. And I think it also, I resonate with that because that's kind of, that's part of my goals now too yeah. so it's fun to kind of be in that with them well because you they they age with you yeah essentially yeah it's like i look at the stuff that maybe we used to do or i mean we probably always have shared or programmed similar stuff but all these guys again i've obviously here i've had people for shit probably clients in here for 12 years yeah so i might have met you when you're in your 30s and now you're in that's your fifties, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's like, cool. You're a different person, right? Not in a, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you evolve. What you change. used to do at twenty-seven is not what you do at thirty-seven. Totally. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little different. So that's the goal. I'm going to move up in my corporate career and then just kind of build this and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. And how long do you stay this fit for? Forever. As long as I can. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know, like you're saying, what I do and what my workouts look like will have to change, but. I I just really enjoy this, and I know going back to what we had talked about earlier. Because you're still deadlifting, bro, three hundred plus pounds yeah, for reps. Yeah, yeah. How many reps did you? Uh, I can't like what are you what, what are you the strong <laughs> what are you the strongest at still? Right now? Yeah. Uh, probably cleans maybe. Yeah. I mean, my honestly, my deadlift feels better now than it has in a really long time. So that's cool to feel like I'm still getting stronger. Yeah. Um. Granted, I don't know if I'll surpass, you know, old PRs or anything. But do you need to? Or if I, I don't need to. Do you need to? Um, yeah. Because no, if I something really beca- becomes unattached, yeah, is that cool? No, like, no, definitely not. Then I'd be like, and, and that's why, again, it's hard because, and this is what the point I'm driving at is, you can do a lot of things. You're still, yeah. you're doing 300 pound barbell deadlifts for reps, dude. Yeah. And you're a 33 year old fucking data analyst, like, who's a female, like, <laughs> that's pretty fucking you know it's yeah, pretty fucking yeah. rare dude so and like when you obviously have the acl tear you're like i didn't have to go that heavy that day I'm like well we could use that with everything mm-hmm. we never have to go that heavy yeah. we never have to go this intense you'll always be pissed when something happens when you did because right. you're like well it wasn't fucking worth that it. one time <laughs> yeah right but <laughs> if i don't do all those things this whole time do i get here Well, that's the, actually, I remember feeling so guilty and mad at myself for so long because of that. And I remember talking to um, one of the coaches who was helping me out at the time. And he was like, hey, but that same mentality, that same drive, ambition got you to where you are now. So you can't really get to look back and pick and choose on like, well, that one day that I also pushed and ended up not panning out very well so no because you did it a million times before yeah, and it right. did work out and sometimes yeah. it's just well i don't know what it is timing you name it yeah. like certain things happen but and that's a tough place to be in because as you do you get older you get smarter and then you start to 
for better or worse, you do question like, okay, is this? Yeah. But again, I, I remember like training with Ben all the time and we would, and again, we're just so young and so fucking dumb. And some of the <laughs> shit we would do, dude, it's yeah. just like you like back squatting, probably the one thing like where it's like, is something bad going to happen here? Like, you know, you just, I would get nervous, man. Cause I'm yeah. like, it just feels, I don't know how to describe it to people. Like, and you know this cause you've pushed heavy weight or you're going to deadlift. And the first time I ever picked up probably over 500 pounds, I'm like, this is a lot of yeah. weight. And I'm like, I can feel my hamstrings tremble a little bit. And it just, yeah. you feel like I need to really brace and like concentrate here. Because mm-hmm. if I don't concentrate and I actually squat down here and I put my ass in the bucket and there's 350, 400 fucking pounds there, it's like, am I going to get back up? Yeah. And uh, I don't miss that. <laughs> like feeling yeah. like it's cool to do it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't love it enough to like to go to those levels anymore. Yeah. But at some point you just kind of snap out of it. Yeah, well, because that's, yeah, you don't need to go, like we've talked about, you don't need to go to those places anymore. Whereas, like, when you are, like, when I was competing, like, I had to kind of toe the line with, like, I got to push the limits here, yeah. <laughs> like, because, like, that's what's going to be asked of me, you know, on game day. But it's part of who you are, too. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the the big thing is, like, you, you've gotten there, too, where it's like, I can do all these things, I don't have to do them all, but if I'm just trying to look good and move good and feel good, like, I can do it. 55 different ways mm-hmm. it's just getting your brain to detach from what i always used to do yeah and that's a hard place too for anybody who's listening out there like the smart thing to do is not look at it as like what can i get done in this short-term window but like long term and there's 10 different ways to get there mm-hmm. like you can make light loads go a long way you can mess with speed you can mess with load you can mess with tempo and again on the days you don't feel great you can still do awesome things and it still counts. Mm-hmm. I just know we get into that, especially like the athletes who are listening. Well, I used to do it. I'm like, yeah, dude, we all used to do a lot of things. Yeah. But maybe some days you just, and dude, some of the worst stuff I do is body weight shit. Oh, totally. Um, I hate that more than the loading stuff, honestly. Yeah. Because it's aerobic too and you can't <laughs> breathe. And, do you run at all anymore? Uh, Very little. I mean, I definitely incorporated running coming back from my ACL because I didn't want to not be able to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I don't really enjoy it all that much. So I'm probably like aerobically, like, what do you do? Anything just straight, like just walking? Uh, no. So right now and same with the program there. So out of my five training days, one of them is just aerobic. So just machine work. So I'll row, ski, bike, do combos. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I love, honestly. Uh, I like it. Um, I guess I love some of it. (laughs) I, I like, love it every day. I like, well, I was going to say, like, I like the shorter stuff, but then we did a day not that long ago where it was like, um, we just go through, like, the revolving door here. So we go, um, I try to remember, I'll botch the exact day, but it was like assault bike, row, ski, and we have the erg bikes too. Oh, oh, I love those. And so we go through them all, but it'd just be like one minute on, three minutes off, and one yeah. minute hard as fuck. Oh, that's tough. And, yeah. and it, it maybe we only went through like three rounds. Four yeah. rounds. So you're doing 12, 16 minutes of work. Yeah. Dude, sick. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm lay, I'm I'm worse on those days than if you're like, hey, man, let's just row a 10K. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. the pacing, if you can redline it. Yeah. Dude, and I tell everybody this, a minute on the assault bike, like, ma- again, you can't go max in those because 
you'll never come back. So <laughs> right, you're all right. you're already going maybe eighty yeah. percent. But if you go a minute on the assault bike hard as fuck, there's nothing worse. Oh, you yeah. can do in a uh-huh. minute. There literally is nothing. Yeah. It will take everything from you. Mm-hmm. And those are the days I think are tough. But to your point, like that's why we program them here for these guys because they can't get hurt doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you hit your head on a handle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. I've seen people do it oh, here no. actually. Yeah. Well, I had a guy here. He hit his face on the ski monitor because he was just oh, like, I've hit my head on that before. Yeah, that's it's... when you know you guys are getting a little bit too horizontal. Yeah, it's not uh, good. <laughs> but like when you fatig- like, it does happen. <laughs> But my point is, like, you can do that for a long time, and it's a safer way. And honestly, for me, to if you're going to stay, like, you can do if you, obviously, if, if your back can handle it and you, you own the skill, you can kettlebell swing and do things to, to stay explosive. A lot of people don't own that movement, so they don't do it. But you're not going to probably go sprint at the track a ton. Mm-hmm. Even though I do think it's great for you, most people's mechanics are not good. Yeah. You don't have access to a track, most people. Right. Um, but you can get any assault bike. It's all four limbs. And yeah. you can fucking redline it or go real close. Yeah. And you can do that for repeats. And for most people, if you rode an air bike for 20 minutes, it's probably one of the best things you can do for the yeah. week. And so you just program that shit in your stuff? Yeah. I mean, there's so much you can do, like it's you awful. said, with it's a bike. Like so many varying degrees of different stimuli. It's awesome. Um yeah, I would say right now we're doing, and me and myself included, are doing a lot of, like, repeat sets. So, like, row a certain distance, ski a certain distance, bike a certain distance, rest, like, two, two and a half minutes, and then repeat. Um, so, a lot of those, which I like. It's fun. Um, also holds me accountable in, like, trying to have the same output each time. So, also just good about pacing and whatnot. Um but yeah, so a little bit longer stuff, probably like four or five minutes at a time. I'm going to ask this before you go because I care about these things. <laughs> um, do you ever done like a salt bike? One minute max? Cows? Oh, I'm sure I have. <clears throat> um, I do not remember what I've gone. I've done the 10 minute test quite <clears throat> a few times. In a uh, minute, what do you could probably do? 30 cows? I have no idea. I mean, if you ever I could want, try that though. If you ever want to come, don't do it today. Well, no, definitely not. If today, you ever no, want to come in and do it, <laughs> yeah, we do it here with um, the women. Will do that here because it's a minute. Yeah. Um, the long stuff we we struggle getting some of them to do, mm-hmm. or the big we have savages who will do it, but to get yeah. fifty people to try is like I don't want to row a five k. I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. Sucks. Yeah. But we'll have them do um, one k on the erg bike mm-hmm. sprints. Oh yeah. Um, and then we've been doing these um. 10 calories on the assault bike. Oh, how okay. fast can you do 10 yeah, cows? Yeah. The fastest girl we got here, I think is 14 seconds. Oh, wow. It's quick. Yeah. You got to, you got to have a little bit of, a little, little bit of strength. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. Cause like if you weigh a hundred pounds, that's going to take you like a fucking minute to yeah. do. Yeah. I get my angry playlist out for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to come back. I got a, I got, I got two other girls I need to have, um, try and do it, but you got to do at least those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be fun. We tracked the, there again, the, the salt bike, you'll fuck up your whole day, obviously, but oh, yeah. the erg bike, you come back from that. Yeah. Cause it's probably for you, probably like a minute and 40 seconds, somewhere around there. If yeah. you're hustling. Yeah. I haven't done that one before. It's like a, it sucks. It's like a sprint, but it's not cause it's too long. Yeah. So the right. first time I tried it, it was like, I barely, I mean, Someone here's going to smoke me. Uh, I barely beat a guy. A guy who does like Ironmans and shit. Uh-huh. Um, he's a psychopath. Shout <laughs> out to German Williams. But um, I beat him by like maybe a half a second. 
And oh, wow. but I when I, f- I tried the first time, I was going like one one twenty three or something. Yeah. And dude, just fall off a fucking cliff. Yeah. Like you it's... just like you see the monitor go from one twenty mm. to one thirty five, yep. and I'm like, I'm fucking done, dude. Yep. And then I'm ill, and then right. I can't do anything else. Right. Or at least the assault bike for the ten cows. You can try that like yeah, yeah. every 10 minutes. You're okay. That's quick. Yeah. But yeah, I have to have you try those too. Yeah. We track all that shit here. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, so yeah, where do these, what is the app again? Give these guys the name if they want to check it out. Yeah. So it's through Crafted Coaching called Crafted Perform. So that's where you'll find the Perform program. And if you also want to work with me one-on-one, you can also find me there. And what do you do? You give them like so many workouts per week or something? Yeah, so the program, the PERFORM program is right now, it is five training sessions a week with that one that's uh, purely aerobic. So there's two days that are squatting, pulling, and then two days that are bending, pushing focused. Um, And then there are two rest days. um, And then I put in some recommended like active recovery work in there as well. So if you guys think my app sucks... um, (laughs) There's Come on another, over. There's another option for him. That's basically what I do here. Um, good shit, dude. I'll put um, – what is your – give me the Instagram, all the handles, yeah. all that shit. Awesome. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Is that where you are mostly, Instagram? Yes. Yeah, so Instagram, Colleen Foch, YouTube, Colleen Foch. That's where you can find me at. How much do you put YouTube stuff up a lot? Yeah. Yeah. So I just put up my coach and I, Coach Sam, uh, who is coaching me. Most of these guys know him. Uh, through the CrossFit Games, we actually did an open workout together, and that was my last YouTube oh, nice, dude. video we did the other week. It's pretty fun. I would have had a video of this. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll have some clips. <laughs> this recording, I don't understand what went on today. I had three uh, cameras set up. I had multiple things. I'm just, I'm getting old, man. Even uh, mentally, I'm losing my still shit. Still got it, um, Yeah, I'm going to splice this together and see what it looks like, <laughs> and I'll make it live. I thanks you, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, always. no, thank you for always. having me. Yes. Um, if you guys are on Apple, um, drop it a five-star. Leave a comment on the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Same thing with Spotify. Drop it a five-star. If you guys want a free sample of Athletic Greens, obviously hit me up. I'm happy to uh, send it out your way. All the link to everything is in the show notes. Uh, you can follow Colleen Stocker. She's still ridiculously strong and does a lot of crazy stuff here. Um, I was going to ask you about your dating stuff on here too, but we already <laughs> talked about it too. Um, that can be next episode. Yeah, just like how a dude – goes to date you and just shows up and sees how <laughs> fucking jacked you are and is just like god i fucked up and just feels like less of a man um at times but we'll do that in the next uh podcast i have no idea how long this episode is either um i really have no clue um this is like an hour this piece i don't know how long oh the second piece was an hour yeah oh wow well it's 145 you've been here for a long time um i ate up your whole day Oh, uh, you're good. But anyways, this works. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you. I'll be back next week, you guys. Hopefully, I'll have my shit together, but we'll see at that point. So until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>